Praise the Lord. It's time for a Bible study. Let's talk about Jesus right here on our website. Now, we have so much we can talk about. We can talk about the the bad news, uh, and we do talk about the bad news. We do not avoid the reality uh, of the end times and the perilous times that we are in. But there is also great good news, and today we want to talk to you just like the 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 letters in first and second peter spoke to those disciples that were under the fierce persecution of their time, actually being scattered and having to, in some cases, run for their life, but certainly having to find other ways of making a living, other ways of existing, because everything in their life was shaken up when the heavy, intense persecution for following Jesus came to them. Intense, heavy persecution is beginning with us today, and we need the perspective that that they were encouraged and instructed to uh, to develop in their life, that they could not see themselves as victims in spite of their circumstance, but they would see themselves as victors. <laughs> Hallelujah. They would begin to reevaluate what is really important and what is really most precious to them, so they wouldn't count what anything they sacrificed for the sake of the gospel wouldn't be counted as a loss. I love what our song leader at church used to say, Brother Gerald Baldry. He used to say this. He he quoted it from somewhere, and I'm going to quote it to you today. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep in order to embrace that or get that which he cannot lose. Hallelujah. Would you agree with that in a spiritual understanding today? He is no fool that gives up what he can't keep to be able to lay hold of that that he cannot lose. That's what was changing in their perspective. Peter, first and second Peter, these letters to these people under the gun. Now, if you're going through a trial today, if you're going through a test today, Listen carefully. This is the fifth in a series because five times Peter used the word, the distinct word in the scripture, precious. He talked about the fact that trials are precious. In fact, the title of this series uh, is, it could have been, it isn't, but it could have been five precious things in first and second peter because indeed there are five times in these two short letters to these persecuted scattered suffering saints at the time amen they needed to understand that they were truly rich and what they had was so much more than anything that they may have had to sacrifice in order to follow Jesus. Amen. So we're, we're talking about trials being precious. We're talking about the trying, the precious trying of our faith based on these five precious things in first and second Peter. And the first thing we found out in our series is that the trial of our faith is precious. And the second thing is that the faith itself is precious, priceless, beyond price. 
also that Jesus, our Sovereign and Savior, is indeed precious, and that the blood that He shed on the cross is precious blood. And now to the fifth and final time He used precious, He said these particular promises to us in the Scripture is precious, priceless. You know, the Bible speaks of the unsearchable riches of Christ. Amen. Listen, friend, we are looking in to that that is most precious today. There was a storm in the book of Acts that came upon the ship a prison ship that Paul, the apostle, was on, <laughs> on his way to be imprisoned, and God uh, changed all of that to get his will done. But in the, in the midst of that, it got so bad, the storm so intense, that the ship was sinking so low in the water, the waves were coming over it, and literally it said they threw out everything they could into the sea to lighten the load. It's a, it's a wonder they didn't start throwing people off of the ship. But they threw everything, whatever cargo they were carrying, wasn't as precious as their lives. You see, in the midst of that storm, they lightened the ship by throwing out things that were not not to be compared with the human life, their lives that they were seeking to save. This is the perspective God wants us to get when the fiery trials come. Trials become precious when we begin to reevaluate what is truly priceless and truly top shelf important in our life. Amen. So we come to the fifth precious thing that first and second Peter is addressing in these two letters, and it is precious promises. This is not just general promises. Thank God for the promises of God that are yea and amen to us. And thank God that we can obtain promises through faith. This is a promise God made to us, even if we're going through trials and tests, that He's going to accomplish His purpose in our life in spite of them if we just keep our trust in Him. Listen, this is particular and peculiar to us as believers today. Second Peter chapter 1 verses 2 through 4. Listen, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us. Now, here's what separates this promise from all those other wonderful promises that he's given us. Listen, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. How do we escape 
the corruption that is in the world through lust? How do we crucify the flesh with the lust thereof? Amen. Because we are letting the new nature within us. Amen. That that God has promised to do in our very nature and spirit itself. To give us that that is part of himself. Praise God. That we might partake of the divine nature. And through that, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. These are precious and exceedingly great promises to us. The fifth precious thing here then that Peter mentions to these suffering saints are the precious promises received from God. And and what promises have we received? Where can we find them in the Word of God? God only has given us all that we need for life and godliness. He's also given us His Word to enable us to develop in life and godliness. These are precious, amen, things to us. We should count them as priceless to us. They are precious because we could never calculate their worth spiritually and eternally in their value. When a sinner believes on Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God uses the Word of God to impart the life and nature of God within. Just as a baby shares the nature of its parents, a person born into the family of God shares the divine nature of God Himself. It is a promise of God. The Bible puts it this way, His seed remains in us, hallelujah, that we sin not. Glory to God. We don't have that bent towards sin. We have choices that we must make, and sometimes we make the wrong choice and must repent. But our, our new, our new leading, our new spirit within us, praise God, is, is drawing us to righteousness. Praise the Lord. The lost sinner is dead. The lost sinner is dead in trespasses and sins, but the Christian is alive because of Jesus Christ. Nature here determines appetite, behavior, environment, and associations. God promised that we can have His life, His nature, His seed in us, that we can live godly here in this ungodly world. We can win the battle with the flesh. Amen. And and have victory over it. We can overcome the devil because we have his nature granted to us. We can indeed, amen, escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. Hallelujah. Listen to what the scriptures teach about this. The Bible said this is a destiny for every one of us as his children. Romans 8 in verse 29. It said, For whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. If we back up to verse 28, amen, it says, We know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. And His purpose is revealed in the next verse. For whom He foreknew, He predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. 
whatever it is in our life that makes us more and more like Jesus Christ in our character. Amen. This is God allowing for that particular purpose in our life. Praise God. In fact, the whole five-fold ministry, the pastor, the evangelist, the pastor, teacher, evangelist, the apostle, listen, the prophet, the five-fold ministry to the church is for one great, powerful purpose. And it's found in Ephesians 4 and verse 13. I'm going to just read it from the Amplified that we might, well, it says that till we all come to the unity of the faith in the King James, to the fullness, to the measure of the fullness of the stature of Jesus. You see, we are, we are coming more and more and becoming progressively more and more Amen. We're partaking more and more of the divine nature, which which was manifest the way Jesus lived his life, the words he spoke and the works he did. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove or exemplify what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. For whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. God is working toward that end. And when Christ comes, the Bible said we will know him because we will see him as he is, for we shall be like him. Hallelujah. Amen. But until he comes, we're progressively developing in that direction. This is, we're all predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. And that's why he doesn't take us from trials. He takes us through many of them for that divine purpose to be realized in our life. Praise God. That's why Paul said that, you know, I, I've been through so much and I've so, so died to self, if you please. It's no more I that live. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's Christ that lives in me. And Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered. And saints don't want to hear that. But when suffering comes, and it will come in some form or another, and we wonder why God takes us through many times instead of always delivering us from any kind or semblance of suffering. Because it's through these things, after you have suffered for a while, the Scripture said, He is able to establish, strengthen, and settle you. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, man. Listen, I don't know about you, but I, I go through trials and tests, and they never let up. The devil keeps creating situations and my flesh and my my fallacies and my own wrong decisions can bring things upon me one thing is for sure god will take it all and and achieve his supreme purpose in my life if i will keep my trust in him romans 8:28 
For we know that all things work together for good. Now, you won't see it as good unless you see that whatever it is is more valuable that you're going through is working something of more spiritual value to you than anything it may be costing you. (laughs) Praise God. That's what this is all about. That's why precious or priceless is used Five times in two short letters to these suffering saints today. If you live godly, you will what? Suffer persecution. And if you suffer according to the will of God, we're to rejoice when men cast out our name as evil instead of retreat. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you getting this today? The fivefold ministry is not to pat us on the back all the time, but to constantly challenge us that we might grow up into him who is the head to the fullness of the stature of the um, measure rather of the stature of Jesus. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. Listen. I'm going to read this from the Amplified, Ephesians 4.13, that we might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith, in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God, that we might arrive at really mature manhood to completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of God's own perfection, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and the completeness found in Him. Praise God. Amen. Ephesians 5 said we should walk even as He walked. Because and walk in love even as Christ. And it, and the first verse says in Ephesians 5 that we should be followers of God as dear children. That word follower literally means an imitator of God. Where does that occur in our character? We live godly, amen, in this world because of the divine nature that is being developed, that has been developed in us and is being expressed in all of the values and all of the decisions of our life. And God uses His Word by and the work of His Holy Spirit to accomplish this in our life. In 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18, I'm going to read this from the Amplified for time's sake. You can read it in the King James. And all of us with unveiled face because we continued to behold in the Word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are constantly being transfigured into His very own image in ever-increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit, even by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah, the King James says. Hallelujah. Listen, we need to understand today, especially when we're going through fiery trials, that it won't stop God from achieving His eternal purposes in us and and working to that great end to make us more like His Son and less like our old self. Amen. 
God promised that we can have His life in us. And these promises are precious promises, exceeding great and precious promises. Let me ask you a question today. Have you been discouraged? Have you been facing fiery trials of your faith? You know, the scripture said, think it not strange. This fiery trial that has come to try you as some strange thing has happened to you. You, this, you're not unique. There are some teachings out there that would, well, they, they imply, they imply that if you just develop your faith to a hyper level of faith, that you can avoid these trials that, that bring you to an end of yourself. The Apostle Paul said very clearly, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, (laughs) of the trouble that we experienced in Asia, how we were pressed beyond measure and despaired of life itself. They were in such a threat of being killed. They just went ahead and said, you know, we're not going to live through this, this thing. This thing is so heavy. Listen, it said that, he said, I'm going to be very candid with you. It Wouldn't it be great if people became honest about trials and tests and, and discouragements instead of implying that there's some kind of spiritual super Christian? Amen. There are no such things. Apostle Paul said, it's not when I'm so strong that I make it through things. It's when I'm strengthened because of the grace of God, because of the Spirit of God, because of the love of Christ, because it's no longer I that's living. It's Jesus living in me. Praise God. Amen. He's literally saying, when I am weak... And I admit that weakness and I cry out to God for His help and His strength. Then, at that point in my life, am I truly made strong. Glory be to God. I love the Keith Green song. I'm going to quote it again. He's brought me here where things are clear and trials turn to gold. Praise God. Have you been discouraged? Have you been facing fiery trials of your faith? Remember the precious, priceless things that Peter wrote to these suffering, scattered saints. Remember, the trial of your faith is more precious than gold that perisheth. Amen. And our salvation, being a Christian today, how can we count, even if it cost us persecution, if it cost us something materially, if it cost us pressure that we face through persecution, is it worth it to be saved eternally instead of being eternally damned? What what price can we place upon the precious blood of Jesus Listen, Jesus Christ, oh, having Christ in us, the hope of glory, having God for us because of Christ in us, because Jesus went to the cross and shed his blood for us so that we could be saved and become the cornerstone of our faith. Oh, friend of mine, is there any price? No, If we really get a spiritual value system, there is nothing, nothing, nothing more important. Jesus actually told one of the churches 
in the book of Revelation, he said, listen, the devil's going to persecute you. Many of you are going to be jailed and some of you are going to be killed. Isn't that an amazing thing in light of today's get rich health and wealth gospel to tell, I believe in healing and I believe in God meeting needs and I believe in God blessing. But I also understand that he has a purpose and it's not just to make us like the fat cats in Hollywood, amen, or the moguls on Wall Street. He wants us to be more like Jesus, dear friend, and the whole fivefold ministry, if it's appointed of him and anointed of him is going to preach and teach something that is going to help us to cooperate with God. Amen. When trials come and let him take us through them into not only a victory, but and keep us through them because of his his abundant grace and sufficient grace, but to accomplish his purpose in us for whom he did foreknow. He did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son. So if something is happening to us that is going to bring us to a place that he can shape us and mold us more like Jesus, then he said it's working together for your good and you will see it is good. It will change your perspective. Praise God. And you can rejoice instead of retreat and you can trust instead of question him. Amen. Peter said the trial of your faith is more precious than gold that perisheth. And our salvation is certainly based upon the precious blood of Jesus. It is priceless. And Jesus himself and our possession of Christ he that he that hath the Son hath life. Praise God. How precious that should be to us. The faith that was once delivered unto the saints that told us of his great salvation plan and his great person to save us, Jesus Christ. How precious is this faith to us today. And how precious is the promise that we can actually partake of the divine nature praise God having overcome by that work of God and work of the spirit and work of the word in our life amen how precious it is that we can escape the corruption that is in the world through lust Praise God. There is victory in Jesus today as we cooperate with him. That's why in the book of James, the, the Bible tells us in one of the practical translations, don't always try to squirm out of your trouble. <laughs> Amen. And don't we always, I don't want no trouble. I don't want any pressure. I had a dentist ask me, do you want to, do you want to, uh, because my gums didn't get numb enough to where I could not feel anything. Do you want another shot? <laughs> I thought, I, I thought, I didn't say it, you know, but I thought, is a frog skin waterproof? I mean, what kind of a question is that? No, I I don't want Novocaine. I want pain. I, I don't want this to be painless. I want this to be painful. No one in his right mind wants it to be painful. Amen. I don't want to go through stress. I don't want to go through heartbreak. I don't want to go through trials. But I live in a faulty body. 
I live in a fallen world. Stress is going to come. Heartbreak is going to come. Trials are going to come. The question is, not just why they come, but what is God working in me when they come? Can I trust Him? Well, my perspective is obviously going to have to change when they come and not just answer the question or ask the question, why, why, why did you let this? But what are you working toward? The Bible said it's God that worketh in us, even in the midst of these trials, to will and to do of His good pleasure. And here in the Word of God, we see that we are predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, not conformed to this world, renewing our minds to this truth and this fact through the Word of God, that we might cooperate with Him. Amen. Praise God. I, 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 I just feel like there's someone today that's working against His purpose by just questioning Him instead of cooperating with Him. When you really grow up in God, you see trials and tests as an opportunity for this great, exceeding, great promise to be accomplished in you. Praise God. This top shelf promise, exceeding great and precious, that we might progressively become more and more like our Savior and our Sovereign, the Lord Jesus Christ today. I pray for you today if you're going through heavy trials and if you are in heaviness, if need be, through many different trials test, and temptations. I pray for you today that you'll cooperate with God by keeping your trust in Him. Let me close with this today in the book of James chapter 1. And this is wisdom concerning these trials. And that's what's being imparted. Knowledge and wisdom. First and second Peter. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. These are the people (laughs) running for cover. Listen, my brethren, count it. This is a new value system. Listen carefully. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers or many-fold different temptations. It comes in a lot of different forms. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have her perfect work. That means cooperate with God. Amen. Let patience have her perfect work. That you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Fullness, measure, stature of Jesus. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And not general wisdom but specific to these trials and tests that God doesn't take us from, but chooses to take us through. Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, keep your trust in God, dear brother, dear sister. Nothing wavering. He that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed, a victim of his circumstances, in other words. Let not that man think he receive anything from the Lord because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. We need to have a made-up mind 
to keep our trust in God. I love the Old Testament prophet that said, Though the fig tree shall not blossom, there will be no fruit in the vine, no cattle in the stalls, yet I will trust in God. Hallelujah. For, for I will trust in the God of my salvation because He will make my feet like hinds feet. I love one translation says He will cause me to make progress on my high, not to be stationary and stagnant and, and stymied by them, by this circumstance, this negative, negative circumstance. He will make my feet like hinds feet. See, initially, he's not changing the circumstance, but he's changing the person in the circumstance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, dear friend, if he doesn't speak to the storm, that the devil has brought and the flesh has brought and this whole culture has brought into your life. If he doesn't speak to the storm without and say, Peace be still to the raging sea, he will speak to the storm that is created in your mind and your heart. And he will speak, Peace be still. I am in control and I'm working a work. It's meant for evil, absolutely. But I mean it for good, and God always wins that conflict. Hallelujah. We are, listen, we are more than conquerors. <laughs> because even when the devil does his worst, God still brings out the best in his children. I love you today. I pray you got something out. You may have to listen to this again. There are times when I, I need to go back and listen to it myself. Praise God. Because when the heat is on, I need to be reminded of what I have in Christ and how precious even the trials become. He's brought me here where things are clear and trials turn to gold. If you don't know Jesus Christ today as your Lord and Savior, the Bible said you're without hope. And you're without God in this present world. You will not see when the good comes. You will see the bleakness, the blackness, the darkness. Instead of having a hopeless end, like a, you, you can have an endless hope because you can have your sins forgiven. You can come to the precious Son of God and you can receive the benefit and blessing of the precious blood of Christ. And you can embrace the precious faith that was given to the saints to give to the world and disseminate to the world that you can be saved, that death can be conquered, that you can live in heaven forever and come back from heaven with Him and live in heaven on earth in the new Jerusalem. Dear friend of mine, don't run from Him today. Run to Him. And He will bring you, when you receive Him as your Savior, and you're reconciled to God, God will go to work in you. Hallelujah. And He'll bring you to the place. You'll look back and say the very trials that I went through, that God allowed to bring me to Christ even, Oh, He's brought me here where things are clear and trials turn. 
to gold. Hallelujah. We love you today. God bless you with every heavenly blessing in heavenly places. And God bless you right here and right now. In Jesus' name.